To another episode of Don't Get This Twisted. I am the professor, along with my co-host, as always, Tina. How you doing, Tina? Hey, professor. How's it going? Oh, absolutely great for a whatever day it is, because they all fucking mix together. I don't know. <laughs> um, so today we're going to do a subject that actually, if you can believe this, my mom came up with. So a little shout out to Nancy in Idaho. She was hey, like, you should, do, you should do one on this. And I was like, no, we shouldn't, but I'm going to write it down anyway. <laughs> um, so we're going to do one on erectile dysfunction. Yay. Um, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, obviously, as you get older, those are the things that, you know, people make fun of or jokes at. But I think that, I mean, it's a lot more prevalent than you think. And as always, I like to throw a little couple of stats out there because I think stats help us to get through uh, the opening here. Let's hear it. Here's the one that I was quite shocked at. It says uh, in a 2018 review estimated that ED affects about a third of men. Whoa. No third. shit. Yeah. A third. Wow. Um, so, and then it says in 2019, um, global is about 3%. Oh no, ranges between 3% and 76% globally. That's kind of a, re- a weird range. Uh, 3% it's, it's to 76. What the hell is that? Yeah, I think it's very broad. Um, but I think that it's, it's kind of interesting. It says um, the study found around 52% of men experience some form of ED, 52%. The um, let's see the total ED increases from about five to fifteen percent between the ages of forty and seventy. So that's uh, it, huh? Yeah, um, uh, increases with age. Obviously, I think that's going to be there. Um, a study published in the Journal of Sexual Medicine found that ED affects about twenty six percent of men under the age of forty. Wow. So you're talking about a quarter of men. Right. Right. That's already. Yes. That's pretty high. Um, So I think that's, it's, you know, obviously the prevalence is pretty high. The Cleveland clinic estimates that norm, uh, that it's normal to have trouble getting or keeping an erection for up to 20% of sexual encounters. What? So two in 10. Yeah. And it says having trouble getting an erection more than 50% of the time can indicate obviously a medical issue. Makes sense. If you're, if you can't get it up 50% of the time, you probably have an issue. Okay. But it does say that 20% of sexual encounters total have some kind of issue. Wow. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, two in 10. That's That's high. That's high. <laughs> That's pretty high, I think. I mean, at least I think 20% is pretty good. So uh, here's a couple of causes. And I think that some we kind of talked off air. Some aren't going to be a shock. Alcohol use, illicit drug use, smoking, diabetes, high cholesterol, heart disease, obesity, um, sleep disorders, 
some medications such as blood pressure medication. This one, we both kind of went, I wonder why, but scar tissue inside the penis. Who knows? Well, well not um, why, but how? Yeah, uh, that we'd probably have to try to find out some more information. Yeah. And then some of them are obvious because of their medical conditions, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis. But here's the, the four that I thought hit kind of, you know, everyone. Anxiety, stress, depression, and relationship issues. So these are things that obviously of the mind that are going to not help the situation. You know, I I'd think agree. That that's, this is the, uh, the risk factors, um, age, obviously diabetes are the big one, obesity, um, depression, you know, cardiovascular issues. Those are the ones, cause obviously it's blood flow. Those are the kind of things. Uh, you know, as we get older, I think that men uh, don't, for one, don't want to talk about it. I think that's one of the bigger things. Um, I don't think I women do either. I, I have a friend who works in a medical clinic and she has told me that like, she's seen young men like in their mid twenties, you know, in there because of, of this, which you would think is more of a mental thing than it is anything else. Right. I would because hope so. I mean, you have to throw all those other things in there. Obviously, if it's an overweight guy at 25, he's going to have issues or heart disease or whatever's coming from that. But let's say a healthy 25 year old kid, which she said she has seen or what you would think is a healthy, a healthy young man having this issue. Um, so I, maybe it's we have to look at it from the standpoint that it's obviously both a mental issue and a physical issue because you know for men it's easy like let's say the first thing that a doctor is going to do is say um first of all they want to test your testosterone mm -hmm. right where's your testosterone level if your testosterone level comes back normal then they're going to start looking at the other things in your life that we've talked about before are you having issues here? Are you having issues there? Blah, 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 blah. So, and then tell you to either quit smoking, stop drinking, exercise, do a healthy diet, all the things that a doctor would tell you for the normal stuff. <laughs> right. There is something on this, um, the, the site that I'm looking at that is pretty interesting. And they say talk therapy. Says you made it, so it's basically looking at it from a psychological standpoint, you know, with the stress, depression, PTSD. So it's basically go to a therapist and talk about maybe what else is going on in your life, and but maybe think, that will help. I think it's even more than that. I don't think men really talk, and and I think it has to do in part with the interaction between uh, each each person in the relationship. But I noticed that as you go along, when things don't sit well and they just, they stay inside and they don't get talked about, they don't get dealt with. So it's never anything that could be fixed. That's got to cause a lot of, a lot of problems, especially for men. Cause 
in my line of work, I see women, they talk at least to each other. Men will never say a word about certain things. And I was blown away when, when I realized that because I thought everybody talked and that is not the case. No, it's not the case at all. I think even male best friends wouldn't talk about that kind of thing. Uh, most, <laughs> I think it's a personal thing. I, I just think that we, we look at, look, um, I'm very private, even with my best friend about yeah. anything like relationships, any of that stuff. To me, that's something that you hold dear to your heart. I don't, yes, it, it's, there's something wrong with going with surface things that are an issue, like in your relationship, right? which we're going to end up talking about multiple times in our podcast. There are going to be a million relationship shows. But I think that like we, you look at it from the standpoint of like, if I'm not going to talk about why me and my girlfriend are having issues at home, I'm definitely not going to tell them that my dick's not getting hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, and, and I know that, that, that comes off crazy, but it's it, the truth. It, sounds, it's, it just sounds so like, I, I would well, be it's, more, it's really honest. Let's put it that way. It's really yeah, honest, but it's not the way I, I would think somebody would say. That. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm not getting an erection. Um, <laughs> Something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd be more apt to talk to a female truly. Yeah, I get that. I just think that because then I could go from the standpoint of like, hey, what have you seen? Well, you know, what kind of encounters with your male mates have you seen? Mostly if it's somebody who's maybe not married or someone who is married and been married for a long time. You know, I got to say, I, I talk freely with everyone. And that's one thing about me that's <laughs> that is across the board. And no guy has ever said anything about that ever. And my friends tell me a lot of things, but that's not. That's not one of them. That's not one of them. Yeah. Well, again, I think that that's such a personal thing because it, it's hard to talk to somebody about that. Like mm -hmm. uh, mostly because I think it's a two way street. Like we talked about, it's, it could be a total medical thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, a total medical thing. Like you could be really into your partner and really into this. And you're just like, Oh, I lust after. And you have a, you know, blood issue. You're, you're thin, you're thin, thinning blood, you're overweight, you're, you're not pumping blood. You know, there's a lot of things when it comes to that. But yeah. on the flip side of that is that it's a total mental thing. And you're screwed at work and you're so stressed out and you, and maybe you're not telling your mate about that as well. So now right. it's, a it's a double dosage of like, Oh shit, work sucks. And, and blah, blah, blah. And then you still feel intimate with them. And then that happens. And then it's a whole other thing that comes from it. So then your sex life is going to suffer because maybe you don't want to have sex anymore because you're afraid that might happen again. Or there's the flip side where the woman thinks he's not into it anymore and she clams up or not clams up. <laughs> no, clams up. We'll just clams say that. Up. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's, you know, that's a, that is a medical term. Um, is it? <laughs> yeah, it is on this show. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there a so definition for that? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> right. I think that then you, you have, 
the your fe- your female mate that's that thinks that oh he's not into me mm-hmm. and 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 I get disappointed and we're both disappointed and and then you just end up you know laying in bed that your two boats passing in the wind mm-hmm. and and so there's I think there's a lot to this where you're you know you really have to look at both science obviously with the medical side where it it looks like there's i mean obviously there's so many things that can really be a problem i mean you know you you have to really kind of start looking at you know do you have high blood pressure do you have high cholesterol you know testosterone i mean they have testosterone replacement therapy now really yeah so I mean, even that is something that is, is looked at like, Oh, you don't have enough testosterone. They literally give you testosterone, which is, you know, it's like steroids. I mean, I knew people that were on steroids that were taking pure test, pure testosterone and man, it made them angry as all hell, Hmm. but it, but it made them want to have sex like a rabbit. Hey, (laughs) no, like, no, next, like a rabbit. Next, next, <laughs> like to the point where, yeah, like <laughs> I get you. <laughs> like my buddy had told me this was years and years and years ago, but I mean to the point where like he couldn't get enough. Like the wind blowed and he was like, ready to go, and <laughs> and his poor wife was just like, okay, like enough. Like can we can we take a small break? <laughs> Right. Is there a fill in here? Yeah. Like, so I I think the mental thing, mostly from the male perspective, which is funny because a lot of people like that about our show is that we're, we're giving them a female and a male perspective on pretty much everything. Yeah. That, that there is something to it. Like it, it, your mate is going to think something no matter what you do. Well, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but no, you didn't go. I um I actually called a couple of my clients who talk very open and honestly with me about everything in life and probably because I do too with them. And I went to them because I know if anybody had something to say and could give me like their honest opinion, they would. Mm-hmm. So we talked about erectile dysfunction and they told me about different situations in their life that they had gone through and everybody had like the, the women that I asked all had experienced that with their mate at one point in time or another. And one of the ladies, cause I asked her, I said, well, how do you help them get over it? Or how do you not get offended or worked up or, you know, how do you, how do you not have a reaction as a woman? Sure. And, and she said, it's not about you. His, his body parts are not about you. Just like mine weren't about him. She's, uh, she said, you need to support, love, try different things. For mm-hmm. instance, there, you know, there was a time when um, they were trying to have sex, but as soon as he went to put it in, it just, it, it was going limp. It wasn't staying hard. It wasn't staying hard. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and they were having a great time and everything was positive. And then that happened. So he ended up getting pretty aggravated. 
And she had to kind of talk him down. So all they did was snuggle that night and she just rubbed him until he fell asleep. The next day, for some reason, she said it, it didn't seem that like, you know, he wasn't that enraged. Like it wasn't a problem. He was more like, let's just push on. And like, it never happened. Sure. Then the next time they started to mess around, she decided to just blow him and let him completely go and do that. And she said they, because she didn't put any expectations on anything and she just kind of rolled with it, that he, he was able to come back around and it, it had to do with him fighting with the teenage son and the job was going a little bit nuts and Mm -hmm. he was gaining weight because he was just stress eating at work. And, you know, there was, there was a lot of things that went on, but she said that they were able to work through it. And because she acted like that and was just like, Hey, it's no big deal. I got you. He, he was able to open up. And and I found, I found that to be like, First of all, how evolved does a woman need to be to not put it on her own shoulders? Because as women, that's just what we do. But also to to love somebody enough to just work through it with them, I think is just an amazing, I don't know, it made me like her more, you know? (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can understand that. Like, even the part of like how you're having sex, if it's something that's planned that can go south if it's something that is like we have to do this in hurry because of this that can be a a problem i I think the the when it comes together in general when it's there's no plans and it just happens because then it's life happening and it doesn't feel forced or like Okay. Well, um, I mean, yes, a chore or like, you know, Hey, we better knock this out because we got to go to Susie's daughter's birthday. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. But if you say that at times, sometimes you get an, okay, let's do that real quick. Right. And you get the, and you, and you get the better side of that. Yes. I I agree. But I think like anything where like, I couldn't imagine being like, well, on, on Wednesdays we have sex. Because then it's like, oh, are you kidding me? Like, because then you're, 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 you're having to perform and you're, Mm -hmm. there's something to that. And like, that's what I'm saying where it's like, it's, it doesn't feel natural. It feels more like I only have this amount of time, you know, mostly if you're dating, you know, where you're like, I can see you for three hours today, but I got to go home. And you're like, uh, and so then it's like a circus seal. Like, I'm, like you better perform. And I think there's something to that when it happens naturally where you're like, Hey, you're just hanging out and watching a movie and this happens and this happens. I think probably those are the better situations. Yeah. But um, how often as a society, are we just hanging out watching a movie? I mean, up until, you know, the, the virus hit like nobody had time for movies. We were all rolling as fast as we could in a hundred different that's, directions. That's probably true. But I think, and again, I think this comes back to whatever relationship show we do again, there's something to planning a night where let's see what happens. It doesn't, everything doesn't have to have a, a, a number code to it. Cause when right. you start having a number code to it, you end up having problems like this where you're just like, yeah, it's not fun anymore. Like you have to keep things interesting. And I think that that's another part of this. Like, 
part of what I talked about earlier was talk therapy. Your friend did talk therapy within her own mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, look, I understand this is something that's going to happen or it does happen in people. Don't worry about it. We're going to take this day by day and go from there. And I think there's something to that. I mean, that's a, what she did is big, big, big. Yes. And when she did it, it was way before there was uh, any therapy going on that, you know, it wasn't a popular thing to go to therapy when she was dealing with that. So I thought that for her was really, it was kind of evolved even now hearing it, you know, I was like, well, I'll check you out. Yeah. That's a good idea. It's a great idea. And I think that's with anything. Let's, you know, we were talking um, off air before we came on to do this one. It's no different than the female orgasm where you could, you know, some people don't and it's hard and you can be frustrated where then you become so frustrated that nothing works no matter what you do. Yeah. So, and, and it doesn't mean that there's no intimacy, love or sexual attraction. It just means that somebody's not listening or not doing the right thing. And there's just not, you're not clicking. Yeah, there's also the fact that one in three women have some sort of sexual um, abuse that happens. So there's that side, too. Yes. And that's a lot of what I hear, too. Women that have problems doing that, they, they've been abused. There's been things that are going on. So it's far beyond just uh, just not doing it right. It's more it's inside of her head. Sure. Well, and again, obviously with this, I mean, there's a psych, there are psychological conditions that go with erectile dysfunction. It it's, it's on the list of risk factors on, I mean, there's just, there is things with it. It it looks like really, I mean, obviously when you start looking at the things from the standpoint of being physical uh, overweight, because that with that comes you know, restricted heart flow, you know, blood flow, same with smoking is what it's telling me. But, you know, you're looking at like, when you, when you look at the bigger things, it's like high cholesterol, that's a blood thing, high blood pressure, diabetes, these all walk hand in hand where you're looking at blood flow. Yeah. And blood flow at the end of the day is what makes us work. What were you saying about the BMI again? Oh, that one. Let's, um, so this one says, uh, you know, gotta love that. I'm the the interweb guy. Isn't it a 25% BMI? Yeah. Let me grab that stat for you. That stat is here. I should have wrote that down. I'm so sorry. No, don't worry about it. Okay. Obesity. It says men who are overweight have a significant risk risk of developing ED. As many as 79% of people with ED have a body mass index over 25. 79%. So you're looking that most of the people who are having this issue are probably overweight. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. It's and it makes sense. It just does. I mean, you're talking about your heart having to pump blood 
to not only the rest of your body, but to the one that makes it work. So it, it, it's really one of the bigger things I think, Uh, you know, and a lot of the things that's, that I thought was kind of interesting too, is like, you know, drugs using medications, like one of the ones says like antidepressants, right. Bad for you. Um, anything that treats high blood pressure, prostate conditions, those, those all like, if you have an enlarged prostate, those are problems that are going to deal with blood and blood flow. That's why you need to go to the doctor when you're 50 and get a finger in your butt. <laughs> can't say it any, can't say it any other way. It's, it's a huge thing. I mean, it, and it's, will keep you alive. Right. And obviously it'll keep you, you know, your erect penis or at least help with it. Um, it's funny. It even says um, pain conditions. So it talks about like injuries. If you've had injuries that are on otter arteries or nerves, which again, <laughs> sends blood to all the major places. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. I mean, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm 50. So I, this is, this is the future. So you obviously getting in better shape is the thing to do for a lot of reasons. Yeah. To have, to have a great sex life and a longer life to have sex. There you go. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know, as an older, and again, it's funny because older men like to end up with younger women, but if your thing ain't working, eh, they're not going to stay around women, older women, it, go to younger men because everything's working except for relationships. They want to stay with the older man because he's the one who's got his shit together. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting thing where like if you're dating, you know, you're, you might be dating the younger guy because you're getting the fix, but you know, (laughs) but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know how else to say it. Oh my gosh. But but you're so you're getting your fix right but he's dumber than a box of rocks that's so, how i like my fixes <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, yeah. i i don't like my fixes I'm like kidding, that. I'm uh, kidding. Yeah. i mean i i dated a girl when i was 40 i want to say 46 or 45 she was 25 years old it was amazing with the exception of talking to her. <laughs> I mean, she I was, she, she said that. yeah, she oh. was a nice person and I, and I don't want to shit on her for that. Cause I won't say that. Right. But we just didn't have anything in common. Like I would be like, Hey, you remember this? She's like, what's that? Or no. I'm like, Oh yeah. You weren't born. Oh yeah. Old references. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think, you know, you start looking at this situation for men, you know, it's the, it's obviously it's huge. You, what, if you look anywhere, there's Viagra commercials or emails coming to your email all the time. I saw something while I was watching Hulu today that they had, you could online now order your erectile dysfunction medications. And they've, they've got like 20 different brands. It's not just, 
um, oh, yeah. Viagra. Mm-hmm. They've got 20 different brands and you talk to a physician on the phone and you get what you need for your orgasm. And I thought, wow, we've come a long way because you used to have to go to the doctor and, yeah, and have a stress test. Call and, now. <laughs> it's a Zoom call. Seriously. <laughs> From I mean, a person crazy. you don't know. Yeah, and probably you in have, another country. And you have a plethora of people or not people of medications to choose from. I was, I I don't know. It just, it was a timely um, commercial for me to see because I was, I didn't know how much there was out there for the problem. I didn't know it was such a problem. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I know, because like I said, I have a friend who's a nurse and she, we discussed that at one point because again, she works in a clinic where she sees the, worst disgusting things you can think of and <laughs> things like that. So, but obviously with the commercials, uh, it, it's gotta be a problem because they're, they're pushing a drug that obviously is helping people. Mm-hmm. So, um, and like you said, now it's like you, you get a prescription uh, over the internet. Yes. It's not, it's not like you're, and I'm assuming that the doctor you talk to is a physician. So they probably ask you all the same questions that they're going to ask you in person because like they, there's no test for it. Yeah. But you would think that if, if you're going to be prescribed something like that, the doctor would check your heart. <laughs> we yeah. do some basic blood work. I mean that to me, that seems kind of, that seems like yeah, playing, playing seem with, you know, your, your body going yeah, to somebody like that. You are, you're playing some Russian roulette, assuming you don't have a problem. Right. You know, and again, like, yes, I'm sure they ask you simple questions like, Hey, you know, do you weigh 300 pounds? <laughs> I mean, but. I get it. it it's obviously m- much bigger then we would probably have assumed, you know, and, and here's the crazier thing. Just imagine how this was before Viagra or before the, the drug that would help you. Yeah. So like you look at like the nineties or the eighties or seventies where like it just stopped. It stopped. Yeah. Like, a weird thing. I mean, and talk about a relationship killer probably in those days, because there was no, I'm sure that the, the therapy talk in the seventies was shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're just like, well, maybe he thinks you're an old hag. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, or, or whatever, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I, I don't know. And and I, th- and I think there are other issues. Um, uh, the psychological issues of like porn. I think porn has just killed people that, that there, you know, there's men's um, look on that is such a weird thing. Like if you're not getting this crazy, you know, sexual experience, it, you're not, you're not turned on or you're not getting anything out of it. So, you know, it, it, as much as you can say porn is, is probably good in some cases. I think it's probably really bad in others. Again, I I think a lot of that goes back to psychological issues or non-issues as to whether it would affect you negatively or positively. 
Sure. Yeah. And I would say that right now, right now in, in this world, as we live it, Mm -hmm. I would say that stress, anxiety, depression, relationship issues, and weight are the, are the big ones because who hasn't been stressed out? Like everybody I talked to is saying, yeah, COVID was really hard on me. I really had a, like, I I really hard. You think so? (laughs) For some people, (laughs) but, but they talked about how, how much anxiety and how much anger, how much fear, how much stress and the relationships, because everybody being home, I think I would say that if, if all these things cause erectile dysfunction, then it's got to be even higher than what we're looking at. Oh, probably. I'm sure the last two years have been absolutely horrible. Yeah. I mean, we, we know for a fact that, that, I mean, this is, this has hurt people's relationships for sure. Right. Just, I mean, just being locked up with somebody, mm-hmm. even the ones you love. I mean, think about, I mean, someone that you, that you want to spend your time with when you can't go somewhere. Ooh. Yeah. No, I get you. It's, um, it's, yeah, it's been rough on everybody. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm lucky because I've been to work every day. I never missed a day of work. So for me, it was like, eh, it was literally normal. Like I would talk to friends of mine during this shit and it would be like, yeah, everything's fine. And they're like, <laughs> really? I'm like, yeah, I go to work every day. So I didn't, didn't have to work with that crazy. I mean, I still had to work with the anxiety of being in it, mm-hmm. but that part didn't. So, I mean, I, I, so I didn't have to worry about that that part of the the thing, but yes, you're right. This, this has probably hurt people's sexual relationships hard. And, mm-hmm. and I use that term in a joking way as well as not. I mean, <laughs> it's, this has had to hurt people's feelings, people's relationships. Could you imagine if you're a couple and you have three kids that are locked up 24 hours a day. And, and I'm talking about people who never left the house, mm-hmm. you know, both worked from home, both worked with the kids screaming. When you went to bed at night, the last thing you wanted to do was probably sex. Yeah. And, and if you did, there was probably some of those issues where you're just like, I'm so damn stressed out. Like it's just not working today. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I think that, that it's gotta be a, um, difficult thing to talk about in in a relationship just because obviously men have I don't want to not an ego but we're we have machismo we're we're macho the last thing we want to do is talk about that even with our spouse like I'll just take care of it I even want to look at it enough to talk about it you know well no exactly yeah. I, I think there's there, there's look men are we are a different creature and, and that's putting it lightly. Like we are a different creature. So when it comes to something like this, where machismo and macho and, and, you know, everything's about, you know, dancing your rear feathers around to get a woman and then it doesn't work, you know, and, and there's no explaining to that girl, like, no, I'm totally into you. Like, I want to see you every day. You turn me on. It's a medical thing. It's got to be the most difficult thing to say to somebody. 
I mean, absurdly difficult. And if you, but if you hear it on the opposite end, you shouldn't take it personal. And I think we, we all need to listen to my client that said we need to support and try to find different ways of doing it without getting upset if it doesn't work. Right. Without getting, without thinking that it's you. Yes. Yes. Because I think, look, it, love is a weird thing. So when it comes to that, I, I think that, yes, that you can be totally in love, totally down. And when something like this happens, the, if the person you're with, the first thing they say is, don't worry about it. That, that's got to be the biggest support support system ever. Just, I understand this happens. We're going to get through it. It's just a setback. Let's find out how we get back to what was happening before. Yeah. It, it's, you know, it, it's gotta be, it's gotta be that way. I think just from hearing that it's, if you have that support system where you're just like, Oh yeah, we're going to make it work. It, it's at least a start. It's a start. You know, and there's, there's other things that women could do too. Like there's different toys and there's games you could play. There's ways of Mm -hmm. enjoying your partner without him even touching you. And, and I think that that's a good avenue to also go down. Cause if this is a medical condition, if this is a problem that's going to continue, then try to find healthy ways, healthy games, healthy things that you could do together to keep the intimacy and keep some sort of sexual something going on. Cause there's, sure. there's a lot that could be done and, and find ways to enjoy each other. Because I think if, if we as couples do that and try different things, then it's, it's not a problem. It's just something you're going through. Sure. And not only that, but it could, it could fix a lot of the anxiety and stress and depression he's already having. Mm-hmm. For sure. And vice versa. I mean, look, women, women have stress. And I think that mm-hmm. when it comes to it and, and it's no different than a woman just not being um, uh, in the mood where like you think like they're never in the mood. Well, stress comes with that or low self-esteem or again, relationship issues. There's a bunch of things that come with that. So I think you, you you have to be able to talk. And, you know, once we do our sex show, which is coming, um, (laughs) um, I think we're going to, we're going to find that, that um, those issues occur in a normal relationship where ED isn't a problem. (laughs) Right. You know, obviously with, you know, we're not doctors and we're not psychologists or shrinks or whatever. Obviously you, you go to a doctor first of all, and hopefully one that you go into the office and they take your blood pressure before they give you these said drugs. Yeah. Cause you're right now. I kind of thought about that and that's kind of scary. <laughs> right. But, um, but obviously if the drug works, it's probably a, a medical condition that is part of the problem that you can try to solve with eating better, exercising, you know, obviously 79% of the people who have this are overweight yeah, that's that should be a tell sign of this problem. Absolutely. 
That's because that's a huge percentage. That's like three quarters of all of the people that experience it. Yeah. Over three quarters. Like, so put down the French fries and yeah, you know, it'll be hard. (laughs) You got to keep a lot of French fries out of your mouth. Yeah. I mean, you know, one or two, just have one or two. And then, so just stop buying French fries and just ask the people, can you just throw a couple in the bag? I think it's, it's also to just, just trying to have a healthier relationship. People need to start talking and they need to start being real. They need to, they need to be supportive and quit looking at things like this is somebody that's your enemy. If you're with somebody, they should never be considered as somebody that you can't talk to be around, you know, hang out with that. They should be your number one. And if you don't have that, you're in the wrong relationship. So Try to talk to each other, try to be supportive, try to not look at, oh my gosh, it's not like this. So now what? Because life is never, life is never how we think it's supposed to be. And there's mm-hmm. things we're going to all have to work through. We just need to do it together. Correct. It's never that easy. Nothing's never. easy. No. So I agree. So uh, final words. I think I just about said it. Awesome. I'm going to say, just try to be healthy. I, I think reading these statistics, it's obviously the health side of this is the first thing you need to deal with. Yes. And if, and if you're, if you're not in that demographic, then you go to the psychological part. Why is it not working? Go see a doctor. If you need to take a pill, don't be ashamed of that either. Obviously there's a lot of people taking them. Yes, absolutely. So, and, um, on that, let's give our, our shout out to the people listening to the show. Um, we had another download in India, so we're up to six, which I find no quite interesting. Yeah. So there's, there's people in India listening to us. So thank you very much. Um, yes. Thank you. Obviously we have a couple of new um, listeners, some in Colorado, who's a friend of mine, who's a podcaster he is enjoying. So you can uh, listen to us on all the majors, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google, Amazon, we're, we're on all those. Um, feel free to look us up on Facebook. We're there too. And uh, we have a lot more coming. And please follow us, follow us. Yes. Subscribe. So you subscribe. get the downloads. So, cause then they'll just come to you and you'll see them there and you can listen to us and enjoy. And again, any kind of feedback is great feedback. Mostly if you know us, feel free to talk to us personally and uh, go to Facebook, leave a message thunder. Don't get this twisted. And uh, yeah, we'll see. uh, We'll see you guys in a week from now. Any uh, thing to say before we sign off? Just thank you all for listening. Awesome. And as always, this is an opinion show. So uh, don't get this twisted. Uh, We're just having a little fun and uh, saying what we think and interviews. We're going to have interviews. Trust me, it's coming and uh, we'll see you in a week. (laughs) 